0: Yud we're going to start from Yud Gimel in seven lines from the bottom, Ubi prokim It's going back to the Mishnah where there was an Akhlai a Akhlai between between Meir and Abihu for what one may interrupt in between paragraphs in Kriyashma and for what one may interrupt in the middle of a paragraph in Kriyashma. Now interesting thing over here, Toysus mentions, that the fact that the Mishnah said that one may interrupt, according to everyone, at least to respond to someone, honorable, even in the middle of a paragraph in Shema. So that's where we take this source that one should interrupt in the middle of Shema or the Baruch is to answer, Kedusha Baruchu, because if for the honor of a person, of a human being, you interrupt, for sure for the honor of Hashem, you interrupt. Now it has to be something which is like expected from you, demanded from you to respond immediately. And therefore we don't interrupt for anything, only for very important things which are meant for a tzibur to do together. And therefore, since you're there, it's as if expected from you to respond to that. And if not, you're not giving honor to Hashem. And therefore, if they say kedusha, the main parts of kedusha, the Kaddish Baruch HaNimlich, according to us, you interrupt and you say, because it's the honor of Hashem. Now, an uh, interesting thing is that uh, Tosefus mentions over here that uh, Rabbein Tam he was Rogil. That was a regular thing by him that he used to wait before Shemini by Micha Moicha Oisei fellow, just before Shiru Chadosha, and he would wait to answer the Kedusha and the Kadeshim, and then he would daven, which means he would do like he you was know, like a lavav He would start davening with the minion. But when the Shmir Nasre came around, he was, he was behind the minion, he wasn't holding with the minion. And therefore, he would wait before Shmir Nasre and answer everything. He wouldn't rush before, or skip anything before, in order to be with the minion. It was a regular thing that he would be stuck by Shira Hadasha, stop over there, wait and answer everything, and then continue to have an interesting, interesting thing that that was like Rogil Bernabino Fine. back. let's say the Gemara. Now, the thing is like this, Rabbi Meir didn't explain himself so much. Rabbi Meir said like this, between paragraphs, you can approach someone honorable and answer. In middle of paragraphs, you can approach someone who you have fear from and answer. Answer to who? Respond to who? If it's to respond to the same person, the person who is honorable, and therefore you can approach him, therefore you can respond to him, obviously. If you, could, if you could approach him for sure, you could respond to him. And the same is in the middle of a paragraph. If we're talking about a lower category, that you could, you could approach someone honorable and respond to anyone, approach someone you have fear from and respond to anyone, well, that's exactly what Rabbi Yehuda said. So we're stuck. However we explain to Rabbi Meir, we have a problem. So what did Rabbi Meir mean? Let's see between paragraphs show you you can ask people that uh, are, are honorable you can you answer who can you answer to between paragraphs if you're going to tell me to someone honorable hashtag now me shall show you you're allowed to approach them is there a question that you could respond to them what are you going to tell me show you you can approach someone honorable or and you can respond, Shalom, you can respond to the to, to, to the column any person. Aim a sefa, look at the sefa. Let's uh, let's try to understand the safet. Ubans in the middle of a paragraph, Shalim He can in other words, the aim of several is not really gonna prove anything for the first part. It's just like, okay, leave that aside. Now let's analyze the sefa with the same question. In the middle of a paragraph, you can approach someone you have fear from and answer. Who can, can I answer? If you going to tell me to someone you have fear from, if the case is that you allowed to approach him, is there a question that you allowed to respond? And what are you going to tell me that you can respond to someone who you have honor from? So now we said like this, that in between paragraphs, you could, you could respond to anyone. In the middle of the paragraphs, you can respond to someone who's honorable. That's exactly what the said. It's not the Behuda who argues and the mayor, obviously says, the answer showing in the year of mission, in middle of the paragraph, you can approach someone you have fear from and respond to someone you're supposed to honor. And in the middle of between paragraphs show you you can approach if they have covered someone honorable, or may Shalom the you can respond to anyone. So it's exactly what you Hudis said with the argument. Answers the Gemara Chisuri as if there's something missing in the Mishnah, not actually literally missing, but there's some explanatory words that you have to insert in order to understand what they're saying. Now, the only explanatory words you need to add is. Ein tzorich in other words, the first explanation is a true explanation. You can approach someone who you, who you, who you honor between paragraphs and respond to the same person. What's the chiddish? And the words, and you do not have to say, it is obvious that you may respond. The same as afterwards in, in between paragraphs. You can approach between paragraphs someone honorable. It is obvious that you may respond to him, you're right, it's obvious, and that's exactly what you have to insert into the Mishnah, that it's obvious, he's not telling you a chiddush. <laughs> so let's read it as if it would be written in the Mishnah. <laughs> this is how you're supposed to read it in between paragraphs showing you can approach someone honorable, obviously you can respond to him, and in the middle of a paragraph, surely you can approach someone who you have fear from, and it's obvious they you can respond if you don't even know. In the middle of a paragraph, you can approach someone who you have fear from, you can respond to someone honorable, or between paragraphs, you approach someone honorable, He can respond to anyone. Fine. There's a clear brisa which writes this explanation in a clear brisa. Now that we have to add those explanatory words in order to understand the Mishnah, there's a brisa which actually said it clearly. It says like this, I want to reach him out, and his Rebbe approached him, and someone greater than him, Beprakim, in between paragraphs. Shoyal, b'bnei ha'kavid, he can greet him. Ve'en tzadokhleim ha'shu'mesheh, for sure, he can respond to him when he greets him. O b'emtsa, middle of a paragraph, only shoyal b'bnei ha'yirah, he can only approach someone who you're afraid of. Ve'en tzadokhleim ha'shu'mesheh, for sure, you can respond to him. David, Rabbi Mayor. so he clearly wrote, the tzadokhleim ha'shu'mesheh, Rabbi Huda Eimer, Rabbi Meir, no. Okay, fine. End of story. So we have the mahalik is very clear and the ma'alokha is like Rabbi Yehuda. And as we said earlier, it's usually not practiced because everyone today understands that they're muikhal and their are However, if someone who does not know does come in and approach you and greet you in middle of davening, so if you're between the brachas of Kriyashma, Or if you between the paragraphs of Shema, besides between the kechem to emes, do answer him, do respond to his greeting. Fine. Each yeshiva had their tano, the one who wasn't necessarily the greatest uh, deep person, but he was a very had a very good memory. Was the choizer. He was the one that would remember all the braises. They wouldn't write it down. He would record it in his mind and he would repeat it and say it over in the yeshiva and, you know, say it over and they would discuss the braises. So the one in the yeshiva of Rebchiyah that was the Tana, his name was Achim. So he, I know, he would be able to ask questions as well. So after he, he re- repeated the braise, he asked a question. of The issue of interrupting in the middle of Birchas kriya shema, let's say between bruchahs or middle of shema, between the parashimists, is that you're interrupting between bruchahs. There's a bracha before, there's a bracha after. And therefore, if you're in between a a beginning bracha and an end bruchah, you're not supposed to interrupt. Now, similar to that, you have in halal, you have a bracha before and a bruchah after or let's say even a bracha before, but it's a bracha before that refers to the entire halal, with the same in Megillah. You have a bracha before which, we, which refers to the entire halal, you have sometimes a bracha afterwards also, but that's not always, but at least the bracha before which applies to everything. So you have the same idea, you have a whole thing that has a bracha on it, and you're not meant to interrupt. So are you able to interrupt the, the Yaakov, the Ayira, with all the same rules we just said now? And as we know, this would apply to what we refer to more today, P'sucha de Zimra, which is mentioned sometimes in Yerushalmi, in in one place is mentioned like with a half a hint, it's not really elaborated in the Gemara, although it did come from Anshkinesa Zagdeiwa, but the same question would refer somewhat to P'sucha de Zimra, although there there's a bit of a leniency. The leniency there is, you have an open field of what to insert over there. Any praise of Hashem is welcomed. And therefore any Amin is a praise of Hashem. It's much more of an open field. However, halal and Megillah are similar to Kriya Shema, that you have a specific thing you're supposed to say. You're supposed to say the Shema, the halal, the Megillah. It's not open to any praise or anything you want to enter over there. So there also, can I interrupt, Ne'akovic, Ne'ayirah? I answered him, hey, Rabbi Chiyem. Uh, no, I'm sorry. This is part of the question of this Tano. On one hand, I'm reading do we say, Kalvachoymer, is obvious. the Shumada, iraisa, if in the middle of something which is in a Torah, you couldn't interrupt. Hallowed the and Miboya, hallowed on a which are both with the Rabban, for sure you can interrupt. Or maybe If both of them are here to praise Hashem for Nisim, and that's something very important. We don't want you to interrupt. Omar, so lay, say, answered back. Paisic, you're allowed to interrupt, just like with Kriyashma. Vein, bekach, there's no issue. Fine. Omar, Rabu Yomim shehayokhid goyim ver bahemesahala. The days that a person alone, a yokhid, says the whole halam. What does it mean that Yochid alone says the whole halal? When do we have a difference between a Yochid and a tzibur? So Taisus explains it means to say all of us are yokhidim because there was a halal that was recited by bringing the carbon Pesach and then all yidin, at least the representatives, were there. So that's considered the rabbin Now in every small shul or big shul, when we say halal, it's still called the Yochid. It's not all Yidden together. So that refers to a yachid. Some say that it does have to do with the fact that some rishonim hold that that uh, only when you say the complete halal, even a yachid says a bracha. When you say half a halal, that only the tzibru says a bracha. Which that's also why, although we pass in that uh, we we'll that a yachid does say a bracha, but an altrebali says that when there's a minion, the chazan should be mei everyone. Because when we have a chance, let us try to be to this opinion. Okay, let's leave that aside. So when a yachid is going with a sahala, when you say the complete hallim, basically, so then between paragraphs you can interrupt, in the middle of a paragraph, don't interrupt just like in, in, in other words, apply the same rules as kriyashma, that in the middle of a paragraph is more strict than between paragraphs. However, when a person does not say the complete hallim, Afilo be'emtsa a pedek pesek. You're allowed to interrupt even in the middle of a pedek. Now, there's a machloekis bechla whether you should say a bracha when you say half halo. The svardim don't say at all a bracha when they say half halo. They uh, hold it. You don't make a bracha on a minik. Whenever we say not the whole halo, it's a minik, It's not a chiyuv even mitzvah. The and therefore, they actually say Hashem kli shano mitzvose v'tzivanu. Um, however, Toysvitz and his following that Ramar and following that Ashkenazim hold, they allow to make a bracha on a minik. In other words, when I choose to do a mitzvah, even if I'm not obligated to do the mitzvah right now, I can make a bracha. I'm making a bracha that Hashem commanded us through the Chachamim on this mitzvah, not necessarily in my particular situation. And therefore, we make a bracha even when we don't complete the halal. Toysvitz proves it from this gemara. Toysvitz says that if you're not making a bracha, what's the issue of interrupting? The whole issue of inter- of interruption, for example, in Pesuchah de Zimrah, is because it's in the middle of something where there's a bracha applying to this. If you're not making any bracha, what is the issue to begin with with interrupting? So it must be that you are making a bracha. However, since your enemy is not saying complete prakim. So there's no big deal of interrupting in the middle of a paedek, because you're not like saying that a whole paedek. That's what Rathus explains. Right? So therefore, you're allowed to interrupt in the middle of a paedek, just like in between paedek. Says the Gemara, Amy. Is it so? Varav Rav, the son of Shavu, happened to come to Ravina. It sounds like when, when the Gemara says, Amy, it's usually a question from a later generation and a further, further, early generation. In other words, you're telling me this is the conclusion of this, of this raisa, but I've seen someone recently which behaved differently. How does it fit? So Ravina was the latest generation. And there was a great rabbi that came to town. His name was Rabbi Shavu. It was the middle of halal on Rish for example, when he didn't say complete halal. he didn't interrupt to greet him. So we see that I guess uh, he was in the middle of a paragraph, and therefore he didn't greet him and say, Shalom Aleichim, because he's not allowed to interrupt the middle of a paragraph of Nehakovit. He says, No, shiny Rabbi Ashva. Rabbi Ashva is different the Ravina, compared to Ravina, He wasn't an honorable person. Ravina didn't have to honor him, and therefore there was no Nehakovit of you. It was like the whole Cholodom. And that's why he didn't greet him. Even if he would be between paragraphs, he wouldn't greet him. But really, we still take on that in the half hollow between the middle of a paragraph is just like between paragraphs. And therefore, you're allowed to greet someone that is honorable. Fine. End of story. Now we're bringing something totally unrelated, but since we mentioned about Atana asking a question, which again was an unusual thing, Atana's job was to recite the Bryces. And here he was like being part of the yeshiva and like asking you questions. we had another story like that. The The reciter of the Brysis, his name was Ashion, the yeshiva of Rabbi. As Rabbi Ashail. Hashori one who's fasting. For example, today was Bahab. So whoever was fasting, Bahab. Mao Sheyiteim Achilo, not me, don't worry. Mao Sheyiteim Achilo. Can I taste food and spit it out afterwards? He accepted upon himself not to eat, not to drink, and he's not eating nor drinking. He accepted upon himself not to have any pleasure, and he's having pleasure from the taste. Some say, says that this only applies to a which one takes upon himself, and we were trying to figure out what he took upon himself. I think this applies even to regular tainus. And I guess the reason is because all ye didn't accept accepted upon, upon themselves. So we're trying to figure out what is the yidin accepted upon themselves. You're allowed to taste and spit out. There's no issue with that. You have a clear price saying that. When someone tastes something and spits it out, you don't need to make a bracha because it's not considered eating. One who's fasting. Toim he's a His ear just says a short not only if he took upon himself the To Toim he may taste it. They makachlum is no issue. Atkama, how much can I taste and spit out? Rabbi Yami Rabbi Yasi a chiyu They would themselves taste, but they, the limit was a revisa. They would never taste liquids more than the size of a revisa. even if they're spitting it out, it's a very measurement, which therefore the the, the, the the tasting it the pleasure is more significant. And that I cannot do even though I'm spitting it out afterwards. Okay. Now that we spoke about greeting people in the middle of davening, so now we're going to talk about, oh, not just that, we're going to see it's going to be a question from our gemara. So let's like ignore what we learned till now. Let's just learn a separate halacha about greeting people, and then we'll try to tie it in with our gemara. one who greets his friend before davening, Ki'inu asoi bamo. Bamo usually means, as if he made him a bama. Bama usually means a mezbeach, that he would make for Hashem, but outside of the base Samigdash. So the the Ma'asho explains, when you're greeting him, I guess, at the end of the day, you're honoring him because he's a yid, because he has a neshama. But right now, there's a designated place to bring sacrifices before Hashem, which is the shul, the davenin, And if you're choosing your own place, so that's as if you're choosing at the time of the base of Mikdash, you're going and choosing your own Mizbeach instead of choosing the Mizbeach in Yerushalayim. So you're making a Baba, you're making your own place. Anyone hear me? Yeah, it's okay. <clears throat> in Fine. I think others explain that, that Obama refers to I mean, Zorah. Um, as if you're giving someone honor before Hashem, so that's like making an I as mean, Zorah. And I think we explain that Obama means like a, a, a thing standing for itself. Nothing to do with a mizbeach necessarily. As if you're giving him honor that he's standing for himself. He's not dependent on Hashem. As it says leave alone a man. Hashem neshama ba'abing, which is neshama is in his nose, which means to say simply that Hashem has to give him his neshama, uh, he has to blow it into his nose, he doesn't live on his own right. Ki ba'men what is it, what, what, how important is he already? So this explains that in the morning before President Evans, he didn't yet let the neshama internalize into his body, so it's as if it's neshama is only in his nose. Fine, but it means that a, a person, a human being needs Hashem to give him life. What is he worth uh, what is he how important is he? The word bam it's you, uh, written obviously without mukudis, so you can read Bama, you can it's as if you're considering him a bomber, a misbeyah, of mikdash, an important thing on its own, or maybe an avid sora, if you give him honor before. Ushmual now, you don't have to come to say that he's a bomber. Read the pasuk as it is written. It says, Why did he give him importance? And he didn't give importance to Hashem. He's going to greet someone and he didn't get daven to Hashem. First talk to Hashem, then talk to this man. That's Rav and Shmuel. They both agree to that. The question is, how do we learn Rav and the possible? With changing the word Bameh to Bama or just leaving it Bameh? Fine. Most of Rav Rav has a problem with both of these Limudim. We just learned now in the Mishnah, the parakim, the Mishnah. In between paragraphs, you may greet people that are honorable. Now, Shema is before Shemayin Na'esri. Davening always means Shemayin Na'esri. So it's easy, you see that you could greet people before Shemayin Na'esri. That's how you tell me not a lot to greet people. Send rabbi'abo, the only problem of greeting someone before davening is if you go specially to his house to greet him. If you bump into him and greet him, if not so honorable, it's not showing that you're giving him more honor than Hashem. He's a human being, so you honor him. But to go to his house to greet him before he went to davening, that would be a problem. So that's what Rav and Shmuel are talking about, not just meeting someone in the street and greeting him, rather going specially to his house and greeting him. Now this next, the brackets of irashi is not burris, well, let's read it. When it does his own needs before davening, it's again as if he built it. Gave himself importance because daven first, why doing your own needs, you're giving yourself importance. Did you say that? That if you do your own needs, it's as if you're making a also coming i only said he's not allowed to i guess it's not like uh, you're making if you make someone else important you're going to greet him you're giving him as a person much more importance than hashem i guess that's more severe if you're just doing it to your own needs it's it's not right but you're not really giving yourself importance like by default you're just doing your own stuff it's wrong it's not allowed but it doesn't contain the severity of obama like so all this Rashi is not Goiris. He's only Goiris, Ravidi Barovin's statement. Amar Ravidi Barovin, Amar was the son of this Ashian that was a Atanam Bayrami, I'm not sure. you know not to do anything before you daven. You got to get up, you got to daven. You can do things that prepare you for davening, but nothing else. None of your own needs may be done before davening. As it says, righteousness shall go before you, which is davening. Davening makes you righteous before Hashem. And then the yasem, then go, let your feet carry you to your own way, which means to your own needs, do your stuff, your businesses after you daven. The same person said, based on the same pasuk. If you dive in and then you go travel, or then you go and do your own needs, so then Hashem will take care of your needs. says the same If you will allow righteousness to come before you, if you allow to daven before you do anything, the Hashem will put. <laughs> Hashem will make that your feet will go in the right way and will be successful. He's saying in the same Pasak is if you choose to go afterwards, then retranslate the Pasak Hashem will the one that will set your feet in the right place. Fine. Okay. Now oh so according to Rashi, it's a bit of a shila how this things come this thing comes in over here. It's totally unrelated. According to the Girsut that we had Rabbi Yeinu, Amar, Rabzeira. So then it makes sense because there's another statement of Rabbi Yeinu, Amar, Rabzeira, although unrelated to before. Rashid doesn't seem to have it, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Let's look at how, how he fits it in. But the Chayir, something totally unrelated. Oh, Rabbi Yeinu, Kol Alon, Shiva, Siyam, B'loyich, Elohim, Nikarara. If seven days passing and you did not dream anything, you're called bad. Shenemer, v'sovey, ayolim, and you go to sleep satisfied and no bad will uh, approach you will 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 uh, greet you will will visit you don't read it satisfied rather seven if the sheba yodim if seven days pass and hashem did not greet you did not visit you did not show you any dream then rah, then He considered that now it's interesting we bring it down over here because later on the Gemara this thing is brought down and then retranslated, and it says the opposite. It says that um, tzaddikim are not shown good dreams because Hashem doesn't want to take away this from Elam Haba and Hashem are not shown bad dreams because he, want to, he wants to give them this of instead of Elam Haba. And so then we ask, we have this statement that you that someone doesn't have a dream is bad. So he says, Yes, Sadiqim. Have good dreams, but they forget it in the morning, and therefore they don't have the pleasure of having the good dreams. So Hashem did visit them, did notify them something, but then they forgot it. So it's hard to know. The simon is not really a simon because you never know if you had a dream and you forgot it, or you didn't have a dream. Okay. A different. So said no. This pasuk was learned differently by Rav in the name of Rabbi it must be a of the I'm not sure how that works in chronologically. I'm not sure how that works. But he said like this: if one satisfies himself from deep for of and then he goes to sleep, a he's not given any bad news in his dream as it says, the surveyor, if you go to sleep satisfied, obviously not satisfied with your supper, with your dinner. But satisfied with total. evil will not visit you. And you'll, you'll, you won't have any negative, any bad dreams. You won't have any bad uh, notifications in your dream. So, to summarize what we said, the um, mayor holds that in between paragraphs and in the middle of paragraphs, greeting someone and responding is the same. In between paragraphs is someone honorable, in the middle of paragraphs, something you we are afraid of, and we just have to add the word in the mission of the ain't sort of that he could, he could respond according to the Yehuda, You go a level lower for responding, you allowed to respond in the middle of a paragraph to someone honorable, and between paragraphs to anyone. And then there was a question that the same rule applies to halal and megiddo, which also have a broch before and after, but it's not mean a Torah, but on the other hand. It's here to do pursuing nice this, and maybe you have to be more careful. And Allah was you are allowed to uh, uh, interrupt just like in the middle of kriyashimah. When we don't say complete talal, you're allowed to interrupt in the middle of a period, just like in between parakim, because the you know, enemy's not saying full parakim necessarily. Then we just mentioned, because of the idea of a tan asking a question, that on a say, are you allowed to take something in your mouth and spit it out? The answer was yes, up until the measurement of a release. Then we he said you're not allowed to greet your friend before the because you're giving him more importance than Hashem, you're like making him a bummer. of Sarah, uh, that be some Mikdash, be the Zorah, a for himself, or Shmuel just says, no, it just says that you shouldn't do that. But in the middle of Krishna, you're allowed to greet someone between paragraphs. It's before Shmuel Asli. The answer is if you're going to his house to greet him, that's a problem. If you just bump into him and you greet him, that's not a problem. Then we said that you're not allowed to do your own needs before davening. And if you don't do your own needs before davening, from the same posik that says you shouldn't do it, because it said of righteousness shall walk before you, and then and then you should go on your ways. You could also read it, Hashem will put you on the right path, will make you walk in the right way. Hashem will make sure that things will be done for you, or he will walk instead of you, and he will do things instead of you. He will make things successful. And then we just mentioned from a posik. Uh, uh, initially, uh, it says the Satisfied, you will go to sleep and you will not be visited by bad. So, so one opinion reads it to sheva. If seven days you do not have a dream, that means you're bad. Hashem is not interested in you. He's not notifying you or anything. Although another gemara we say that it means that, that you could never know if it's true or not because you could forget the dream and then after don't remember the good dreams. But the Re- 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 Khiya, the name of Rabbi Hanon learned that the pastor is telling you that if you go to sleep satisfied with Torah, you will not have any negative dreams, any negative notifications, because your mind is satisfied with Torah.